And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's time to welcome along from Envision Financial, Luke Smith. Good afternoon. How are we, mate? You good? Super good. It's Friday afternoon. The weather's been fabulous. The only problem is it's going to rain on the weekend, so I'm not quite sure what we can do about that. Yeah, I'm sure that the big man upstairs doesn't like it because the bike ride was looking good until I saw the weather forecast. But yeah, exactly. Inside with the inside with the kids for another two days. Happy, happy yeah, days. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> that would be heaps of fun. Heaps and heaps of fun. Today we're here to yeah exactly. Today we're here to talk about income protection. Now I know we've spoken about income protection before, uh, but apparently there's something significant happening on the first of October, which means we need to revisit the topic. So, what's going on with the first of October? Yeah, look, this one's quite timely, and I thought worth raising because it hasn't been in the media significantly, um, but. APRA, who regulates the financial services industry, have come out with another wonderful initiative and have decided to make significant changes to the income protection environment and the underlying contracts and inclusions that are in policies at the moment that they've decided off their own bat um, will be taken away and will no longer be available from the 1st of October should you take out a new policy or change providers where you already have existing insurance in place. Well, so they've just decided to shift the goalposts, have they? Is that what's going on? Yeah, if we if we use another analogy, they've they've basically gone into the car industry and said, no more ABS braking, no more reverse cameras. <laughs> uh, no, so no they're taking away all the safety features. <laughs> yeah, they're actually taking away all of the fantastic inclusions from a retail income protection contract and generally the things that people claim on the most because, you know, the industry's been very innovative over the years and, and competition has driven the inclusions in policies to become, you know, far superior to those offered within superannuation. Um, and there are a range of benefits in good income protection policies that, you know, see people get a lot of money um, at, at a time when they need it the most. Um, and they've just decided that, no, sorry, these things are too good and let's dumb them right down from the 1st of October. That sounds crazy. So uh, is there any indication as to why they've decided to do that? Oh, look, it's it's the view of somebody that's probably never had to hand somebody money for an illness, for an accident, to replace lost income or, you know, to keep money coming into a household. Like most pieces of legislation that are put forward, you know, a couple of people in the room probably got together and thought, this looks like a good idea. And they may or may not have any experience at the cold face of why these contracts are so fantastic and why I think everybody should have income protection in some form because your ability to work and earn underpins all of your outgoings and generally how you live on a, on a week-to-week basis. So, yeah. you know, we, we saw them last year take away um, life insurance through super funds. If you hadn't made a contribution to the fund, they just decided to remove insurances or cancel them by default. So... It's not the first time they've come into an industry and, you know, significantly disadvantaged members or the, the lives insured when it comes to different types of policies. Yeah. Now, I hadn't heard anything about this until today, so it looks mm. at first glance as if they're actually making quite a few substantial changes here. Yeah, there are, and, and, and they're going to be rolled out over time. There's some, some initial changes that will come in from the 1st of October, and the, the, I guess what I want people to be aware of and what I want listeners to be able to act on is 
if you're with a, a provider at the moment and you know it, it's not uncommon to see the cost of income protection go up on a year-by-year basis that's generally how policies are priced on your sum insured and your age next birthday but you know over the last sort of two years we've seen some companies increase income protection premiums by as much as 50 to 70 percent which is amazing by itself but you need to keep in mind that if you don't review your cover and you're with one of these providers that has jacked their prices up um, from the 1st of October, you won't be able to replace your policy on a like-for-like basis and maintain the same inclusions like you could prior to the end of this month. And I just wanted people to be aware of that because it hasn't been in the media. And if they were going to tell people something significant, I think you know the general public should know about this sooner rather than later. Okay, so that being the case, what can and should people do about it? Well, I think the important thing is to look at your existing contract. You know, if the premiums have gone up significantly, have somebody like us take it to the open market and just see if what you're paying is competitive. If your prices are in line with, um, you know, other providers and their peers, then you can stay where you are and you know that you have all of the benefits and inclusions that you need. If you've seen uh, your income costs change significantly taking it to the open market may provide you with a significant saving and you'll be able to get as i said earlier a contract that offers all of the existing inclusions that you have now Um, so check what you have check your levels of cover if your income has increased significantly over the last few years income protection is generally one of those things that has a bit of a set and forget feel to it Um, so you may be significantly underinsured and what i mean is you may have taken your policy out a number of years ago when you were earning $80,000, and that means you could have a $5,000 a month benefit. Now, if you jump forward five or six years and you're now earning $150,000, a large portion of your ongoing remuneration may not be secured. So make sure before the end of the month you've had a look at what you need and you have something in place that will suit you going forward in light of the, the changes to what's going to be available from October. Okay, so what are some of the more important things that are actually going to either disappear or change from the 1st of October? Yeah, so what they're proposing is that a lot of the lump sum benefits that are included in contracts, which, you know, in my experience, are the things that people get paid on first, such as a specified injury. If you break something in your body, you can be paid without having to officially be off work. Um, A crisis benefit is another wonderful inclusion in a retail contract that pays you six times your monthly sum insured immediately on the diagnosis of certain conditions, which, again, is a wonderful lump sum of money that helps people at a time when they need it the most because if you've got a 90-day waiting period, you generally have to serve that waiting period before you receive a benefit. This crisis inclusion in a retail contract is fantastic because it makes funds available to you, which can limit the need to go to an offset account, to eat into bank savings, or to have to borrow money at a time when you know you may not be able to continue working. Um, they're two sort of key inclusions on the lump sum side. And it, then when it comes to the assessment of income, sorry, yeah. um, most good contracts now will take into account the highest amount of income you've earned in the two to three years prior to claim, um, and that will cease to exist from October as well, and they'll just revert back to a definition that is what you earned 12 months prior to your accident. Mm. So it, it's a significant difference for uh, self-employed people uh, and people whose income can fluctuate. And also, in light of the current COVID environment that we're seeing, uh, 
people's income have, have been amended through no fault of their own, yes. which could actually impact their entitlements as well. So the, the pre-disability assessments are, are significant as well. Indeed. With the uh, removal of those lump sum payments, uh, mm. is there anything that people can do to uh, obtain them elsewhere, replace those benefits? Uh, is there, or is, there just, is that just something that's going to no longer be available? Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, I used the analogy earlier. They're, they're going to take away the reversing your camera and the sensors on your bumper on your car because they just don't think that people should have them. Um, they're either too good, too nice, or there'll be, there'll be some sort of you know, mathematical equation or the assessment that people are getting a free kick somehow. Um, but you know, when you're the person that gives people money in a time of need, I think the, the competition in the market shouldn't derive people of their ability to pay for something that they value. Um, so I think, I think the general public are really going to su- suffer. Yeah, look, I'm no expert, as you well know, but from what you've been telling me, this sounds like a remarkably interventionist policy from a government that's supposed to be about individual liberties and freedom of the market. That's that's very baffling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, it, 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 it baffles me as, a, as an advice provider, and we look at the lengths that our compliance and, and all of our regulations have stretched to. Um, the cost of doing business now has got so expensive that, you know, really the people that need it the most can't afford it. And that's driven by regulation and things that have been changed to the detriment of the community. And I think this is this is just a it's just a horrible decision. And I think you know there are going to be people that are affected significantly. Another change that they're also putting forward is um, the change of your occupational assessment. So let's say you work in an office and you take out an income protection contract and you continue to pay your premiums and you decide to change your job. Let's say you become a window cleaner and you abseil down a building. At the moment, you are assessed on your ability to do your job at the time of claim. But if you maintain a policy, you could have a favourable occupation rating because sitting in an office is less risky than abseiling down a building cleaning windows. So as long as you continue to pay your premium, you will have an advantageous occupation class. What they've proposed is that occupation ratings are reassessed every five years and take into account the occupation you're doing at the time. So it's there are significant changes that the general public will not understand, um, and I just wanted to sort of bring this to light because there's nothing worse than someone yeah. coming in saying that they didn't know. All right. Is there anything that people uh, can do before October 1 to maximise their benefits? Yeah, look, uh, you know, some of the things we touched on are, you know, check your sums in short. You know, if you have a policy, which is great, I think everybody should at least have an income protection contract because, after all, the premium's tax deductible, right? Let's not forget that. So you're going to pay tax and get nothing or pay a premium and get a reduction of your taxable income. So you're getting something for your money because you're going to lose it either way. Let's let's not forget that. Um, a lot of people don't, they're not aware that income protection is tax deductible, um, which is extremely advantageous. But I'd be checking your sum insured if you have cover see that it is an accurate reflection of 75% of your total income. And if you need to increase it or bump it up, then look to do so before the end of the month. Um, If you don't have cover, get some. Even if you amend the terms of your contract later, get something in place so that you can have a number of these advantageous definitions and inclusions, because from October they'll be gone. Um, Review your waiting periods and benefit periods. If you have an old contract that maybe will only pay you for five years, you may want to have the benefit period increased to age 65 to maximise the value of the payment period that you could receive if for some reason you are unable to go back to your chosen occupation. 
Um, check your premiums, as I, I touched on earlier, um, and, and make sure that you're aware of what you have because, as I say, these, these changes are, are quite significant and once these things are gone, the government generally doesn't do a backflip and give things back to you. Mm. So uh, let me get this right. If you take out a, an income protection policy now, before October mm-hmm. 1 gets here, you can enjoy these benefits that are scheduled to disappear for how long? The, until the next renewal or for the life of the policy? Or... No, no. If, yep. Yep. Sorry. So, yes, if you take a policy out before the end of the month, you can maintain that contract for as long as you pay the premium. So you, it could never be taken off you. If you continue to pay the premium for the rest of your working life, then that policy can never be taken off you because retail contracts are non-cancellable, which means that at the time you take them out, the provider cannot take them off you. The only two ways that you lose them are you don't pay the premium or you choose to cancel it yourself. They can't make an amendment to a policy that's in force after it's been commenced. So once you do take these things out and you have them, they're, they're yours for as long as you wish to pay the premium. Okay, so if you've been considering income protection insurance, now is the time to make a move. Don't delay any longer. Yeah, look, it's, as I say, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of income protection because as, as one of the people in the industry, like all advisors, that, that give out money to people at the time of their most need, um, I think it's, it's the first port of call when it comes to insurance for me. Um, I would have income protection over other forms of insurance because of the nature of these benefits and the way that it can secure your income right through to age 65. There are tax benefits that people need to consider, like you know the premium being tax deductible in their own name. So if you're on a higher marginal rate, you're going to get a significant reduction in the actual cost of your premium. And I think it's somebody that, you know, if you just come into the workforce and you're you know, these, one of these young thundercats coming up that's going to take over the world, get something enforced. Because for all the mums and dads out there, if your kids haven't realised they need it, maybe mum and dad should get them in to see somebody because not only do they protect their, their son or daughter's income, it also then indirectly protects mum and dad's super, right? Because the bank of mum and dad have had a level of protection put between them and, and their bank account if something goes wrong. With Absolutely. Yeah. So the bottom line is if you don't have it, get it. And if you do have it, check it to make sure you've got everything you need before the uh, deadline comes because what's available afterwards is not as good. Is that basically the message? Look, that's, that's exactly right. I took a, a phone call from a gentleman earlier this week and there was, there was a $6,000 difference between the contract that he has now and the contract that he could have. So, you know, there are some huge savings to be had and some companies have increased their premiums in the last 12 months significantly. So just understand what you have and set yourself up going forward. And if you can make a few savings in relation to the premium now before the end of the month, great, because those premiums will carry forward as will the inclusions in the policy. So you've got the best possible contract that you can get your hands on because your ability to work is probably your greatest asset. Indeed. I'm with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. We're talking about income protection. So, Luke, what are the key strategy tips? You'd think I'd be able to say that word by now, wouldn't you? Key strategy tips when it comes to managing risk and our income protection. Yeah, so I think some of the key things we touched on before the ad break were, you know, check your levels of cover. If you took it out many, many years ago and your income has increased significantly, look to try and have... 75% 75% of your income secured and increase the policy that you have if it's appropriate or look to get a new contract and try and save some money or improve the definitions that you have. Check your benefit period and waiting period. 
So your benefit period is how long you are paid in the event of a claim. If you can afford it, you want to have that through to age 65 because most people work for a significant period of time. Check your your waiting period, which is how long you can afford to fund your lifestyle before your benefits kick in. And they can range from two weeks to one to two years, depending on your financial position. Um, So check those components out of your existing cover. Make sure that you have a contract that has all of the best definitions in it. Check with existing providers or have a review of your policy to see if another provider could give you a like-for-like equivalent at a cheaper premium so that you can lock in those savings and benefit from all of the included benefits on the contract. Um, If you've got kids that have joined the workforce or you're new to the workforce and you still think you're bulletproof because you're under 30 and you know everything, then have a word to mum and dad or mum and dad have the kids come in and, and get something because if you think about the cost of the average mortgage these days, um, if it ran twenty-five dollars to $40,000, that's 4% of a million dollars coming out of your super if you need to help out your kids because they are unable to work and they've got a mortgage. So by having your kids take out an income protection contract, not only do they get a tax benefit, but mum and dad also get some security around their superannuation and their cash flow as they lead into retirement. Um, and just be aware of what you have at the moment. If it's through super, maybe look to try and have it outside of superannuation because you get better definitions and you also get a better tax deduction where your marginal tax rate is more than 15%, which is the deductibility of the super policies that are in your retirement account. So just just have a, have a look. You know, I, I want people to be aware of this because... It's going to kill me when they come in in October and say, oh, can I just get a price reduction and we can't offer the same contracts because the government, in their infinite wisdom, has taken them out of the out of the open market. So the bottom line is things will never be the same again after the 1st of October. If you were thinking at all about income protection, do it now. We'll forever hold your peace. So, Luke, where can listeners yeah. get more information? Yeah, so look, if you, if you want to get things sorted before the end of the month, Six two six zero four seven four nine. If you want to make a time in light of COVID, my mobile number is oh four one three three one one nine nine nine. Because we're working remotely, you can you can get me on that number. Um, if you want things checked, shoot it through. Have your policy information ready, and we can try and see if there is something out there that could provide you with a saving. Envisionfinancial.com.au. That's the website. We've got the podcast, the Strategy Stack and Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. And you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where we've got all of the shows and you can watch them on your iPhone and take notes and, and work on your key takeouts. So there's a little something there for everybody. There certainly is. And, of course, that main phone number again is 0262604749. Envision Financial. Luke, thanks very much. We'll come back again next week and uh, do some more, won't we? Sounds good. We'll, we'll get back in the studio one day. One day, yeah. Well, it'll probably be at least another couple of weeks, unfortunately. But mm. we'll keep looking forward to the light at the end of the tunnel, praying like crazy that it's not an oncoming train. Exactly right. That sounds good to me. <laughs> Thanks very much, Luke Smith at Envision Financial.